Hey, Tiger fans, mark your calendars for four-day state homecoming October 6th through the 8th. Register for events like lunch with football coach Chris Brown, breakfast with the university president, and a barbecue tailgate before the football game with Washburn. Register at FHSUHomecoming.com before September 29th. Again, that's FHSUHomecoming.com. And register today for four-day state homecoming events. And we look forward to seeing you homecoming weekend. Go Tigers! It's time for Tiger Talk on the Tiger Sports Network. Tiger Talk, live from Big Smoke Barbecue on the corner of 8th and Main in Hayes. A distinctly local take on classic American barbecue. Order online at BigSmokeHayes.com. Tiger Talk is also brought to you by these premier Tiger sponsors. Golden Belt Bank of Hayes and Ellis. Banking one story at a time. The Hayes Med Orthopedic Institute. Expertise, technology, compassion all right here. Adams Brown, strategic allies and CPAs, going above plus beyond for you. BTI, your John Deere dealer in Buckland, Great Bend, Greensburg, Hoxie, Mass City, and Pratt. BTI, our family in partnership with your family. The Taco Shop, dine in, carry out, or delivery. You've never had it so good. And Eagle Communications, our community connected. Now, the voice of the Tigers, Gerard Welbrock. And welcome to Tiger Talk here on this Monday afternoon. Gerard Welbrock, head football coach Chris Brown, will be joining us here shortly. We're live at Big Smoke Barbecue, the corner of 8th and uh, Main in Hayes. We'd love to see you. Uh, come on out and join us for some great local barbecue from the folks here at Big Smoke Barbecue. Of course, if you... Uh, can't make it or don't have a full hour maybe to swing by for lunch, you can always order online, BigSmokeHaze.com. It's some of the best barbecue you'll ever have right here in Hayes at Big Smoke Barbecue, the old soda shop building on 8th and Main. Uh, we'll be talking some four-day state football. Tough one on Saturday. The Tigers um, boy, do a lot of things well, but did not hold on to the football. Five turnovers, five fumbles, and they end up losing a tough one, 25-24 to Missouri Southern. We'll talk about that game and we'll preview a, a toughie coming up this Saturday night up in Kearney, the health and uh, the, uh, the Cope Stadium at uh, Foster Field. The Tigers taking on the Lopers of Nebraska Kearney who are off to a three and one start. Again, we'll remind you, you can participate in the program. You can send your question in. Uh, we've had a couple again sent this week. We'll get to those a little bit later on in the program. All you have to do is go to the Fort A. State Athletics website, FHSUathletics.com and uh, scroll over to fans you'll get the drop down menu there on the bottom you'll see ask the coach submit your question if we use it you'll be in the drawing for the $25 gift certificate for food here at Big Smoke Barbecue in fact we'll be giving that away later today I did not bring all the names with me but we will do that drawing but we'll email you uh, email the winner and let them know that they've won the gift certificate here from Big Smoke Barbecue in Hayes let's go ahead and get to it we bring in the head coach of the Tigers Chris Brown and we kind of touched on it before we went on the program. You did a lot of things well on Saturday. You, you played hard. You, I mean, it's one of those you just leave so frustrated. In fact, I don't remember maybe leaving and, and being a part of a, a game as frustrating as Saturday night because you did so many things well and probably should have won the game. But uh, the one equalizer is the turnovers. And, unfortunately, five lost fumbles is too much to overcome. Probably too much for anybody to overcome. It is. I mean, any game, anytime you – have five turnovers in the game, and heck, we probably should have had more with the you know two drop punts, and you know we snap a ball in the end zone to give them a safety. I mean, you look at it. I mean, there's some things that we did really bad, but I mean, we got to take a lot of positive out of this too. We got our run game going, which we've been trying to get established all year long. Um, we hit our pass game, you know, when we needed to. I thought our defense played really, really well throughout the game, you know, especially with all the turnovers. The only probably negative factor was the 99-yard drive, you know, for a touchdown to take the league, but. You know, I'm still proud of our kids. I mean, they're still working hard. We just got to find a way to reset and and get better. But you know, you're not going to win the game with five turnovers, especially like three of those turnovers. I believe were inside the red zone area. But uh, you know, it's just like your phone when it glitches a little bit or your computer. What do you do? You got to reset it. And uh, so right now, we got to reset our kids and get them, you know, believing in themselves, um, being positive. Um, 
teaching discipline and, and, you know, all those things back all over again and just kind of starting back at square one and get these kids kind of motivated again back in order and, you know, let's just forget about those four games and, and move on. Now we've got a seven-game season. Let's see what happens. Well, and I guess that's, that becomes the challenge because you did things well. And, I mean, you can point to the games prior, but but you did all those things. And, and it was just such a demoralizing defeat the way it happened. And, and I mean, I know you – I've been to practice. You guys work on ball security. You talk about those things all the time. Um, and it, it's just funny how you get in a game. Northwest Missouri State, they, they had the same problem. They end up losing in central Oklahoma, and it was because of turnovers. I mean, that's just the one one thing. And I know you talk about it, you practice it, and you do all those things, but just one of those situations where you just could not get that corralled in on Saturday. Yeah, it is. It's either you know trying to fight, the, fight for that extra yard or – you know, not properly securing it properly and, you know, putting two hands on the ball when you're getting ready to hit contact and, and things like that. You know, a lot of those kids made a lot of great plays, and it's just unfortunate that we did fumble the ball. But, you know, you can't you know, you know, can't dwell on those things. All I can do is work on it, get better, and hopefully it doesn't happen again. And, you know, our kids learn from those mistakes. But, you know, we just got to move forward and, and, and get better and, and try to keep these kids, you know, excited about football and, and wanting to get better each week. Yeah, and uh, I guess, you know, a lot of coaching is psychology, probably as equal to and sometimes as the X's and O's. And, and I'm imagining right now you're kind of at that point because I thought you cleaned up a lot of things, some of the physical things, some of the things that had gone wrong in those first three games uh, and even the Lincoln win. I thought you cleaned a lot of that up. Uh, but now the mental side becomes even bigger, I'm sure. It does. It's just trying to keep them locked in and focused and believing in themselves and trusting in themselves and, and knowing they're a good football team because we are a very good football team. And we just eliminate some of these mistakes and these um, – bad opportunities that we've kind of brought on ourselves you know we could win a lot of football games and i still believe this group can go out and win a lot of games as well as down this run you know we got a seven game stretch here let's go see what we can get done and and make some noise and then keep playing hard and playing for one another and and good things can happen out of this and then that's what i want to see them get better um change some things and you know as coaches we're going to change some things as well look at ourselves and what what our kids can do and not do and uh, you know just try to stay positive with them i thought at least it felt like early on you guys may be a little more aggressive than you've been, although still struggled. I think the first three possessions you've gotten one touchdown now through four games and a field goal, but it's been a struggle to score early. Uh, your team's had to play from behind every game so far this season. And it's just, you know, we've got to get off to a, you know, a faster start. And like I told you, so I mean, everything we do, beginning of practice, mm-hmm. we stretch, go through, you know, kind of a pregame warm-up type thing, and then we start. You know, with either a blitz period or third down, so you think you would start pretty fast, kind of being used to those things. So maybe we change things up in practice. You know, maybe we do that in the middle. Maybe we do that at the end. I don't know what it might be, but you know, we just gotta. I just feel like sometimes we're still just kind of fill things out instead of just playing. You know, and you know we're hesitant a little bit. I still feel like, but I mean, it's there because when you see us play and we're hitting on all cylinders, really good things happen. It's just when we play hesitant and play a little timid, you know, bad things happen. I sensed anyway that they played with a little bit more sense of urgency this game and throughout the contest. Did you, did you feel that as well? Just It seemed a little bit different out there, which probably lent to a lot of the positive things that you did do. Yeah, it did. And even though we had all the turnovers and the things that were going on, the positivity on the sideline was, was awesome. I mean, the kids were still cheering each other on, patting each other on the back. Hey, we're like, we got this. We can do these things. You know, but just sometimes, you know, too many mistakes – you know, keep you from getting that W. But I do feel like the kids played with some urgency. I felt like defensively they were really flying around to the ball, um, getting to the ball carrier and making hard tackles, um, not really giving up any big plays, you know, you know, through the air as well. You know, maybe a few scramble plays here and there. But, you know, in all, I thought defense played really well except for the one drive. But I do feel like our guys had more urgency, more excitement, more energy. And uh, we know we need to build off of that. And it's not – yes, there's a lot of negatives that happened in this game, but let's – you know, put those aside and let's look at the positive things that we did do in this game and the energy and the belief and, and the fight and the will to try to win that ball game. You had to punt, then you had the bad snap for the safety, then you had the fumble, and then you had another fumble at their 24. But once you kind of got it going in that interception by uh, Jeremiah Jackson Trotter, which was a great play on both ends, but Carl Williams with the deflection and then Trotter using every bit of that 6-7 frame to pick it off. That, it seemed to go. You got a touchdown. Then you got on a roll. That was maybe your best stretch of play all year. You scored the two touchdowns. You blocked the punt, got the, the third, and kind of thought you might be rolling from that point, building that 21-9 lead after falling behind 9 to nothing. Yeah, it was. You know, our kids did a good job of, of fighting back. And, I mean, it, 
you know, with the two fumbles and the safety and, you know, us being down, our guys could have folded their tents. And, you know, they did. And that's the type of kids that we have. They're going to keep battling, you know, throughout the entire game. And, uh, you know, I'm proud of them for that. But that's a heck of a play by Trotter. I mean, that was – that's a tough one to make. But he did. He reached out for it and got a good play by Mikel as well on that. But, you know, across the board, I thought we did some good things offensively and defensively. And I even thought our special teams did some really good things mm-hmm. except for the – you know the, the bad snap, but uh, there's so much positive out of this game, and that's what we got to gain from it. And 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 teach our kids, hey, we can do these things. Clean up the rest of the stuff. I thought Easton Sawson had maybe one of his better games punting for you guys, and he only had to do it a couple times in the contest. Yeah, he has. You know, and, and he's, he's going to get. He's only a sophomore. He's only going to get better, and he's, you know, he just he's just got to get stronger. You know, once his leg gets stronger, I mean, I thought he had a really good spring, and uh, you know. Not too bad through the summer, but I think, you know, right now he just – it's more of a strength thing for him and more than anything. If he's a little bit stronger, he's going to get those punts even farther than what they are now. But he did have a better game this week. You mentioned the two muffs, and that was obviously a key point in the game, kind of almost back-to-back, but one got bailed out by the penalty. Seemed like their punter, he had as nice of hang time as anyone we've seen – not only this season, but in, in several years, and you get into the, the the time of the night. Did that play a factor at all in those those kicks? Because it seemed like he was able to get a little bit more elevation on his punts than anybody we've seen. He had a very nice leg, <laughs> and it was. I mean, he he got it up there, and, it, and there was a good hang time, and he got some good distance on it as well. And you know that gives your cover team time, you know, to get down the field. And uh, you know, we don't see a lot of that in practice. You know, it's it's kind of a hard adjustment to it, but. A lot of it's just focus, too. I think sometimes we, you know, see the ball punted and we're trying to see where everybody's at. Now, do we fair catch it or we just catch it? And just keep your eye on the ball and have that feeling. You know, there's just this feel that you know whether you should fair catch or not. And I think we're just still young enough right now trying to figure, get that feel. And uh, I don't know how to explain mm-hmm. how to feel it, you know, but <laughs> but you do. It's just a feeling. It's just a feeling that you have. And maybe it's just an awareness or peripheral vision or whatever you might call it. But got to stay a little more focused and just catch those balls. One thing, I know you wanted a touchdown right before halftime. Hunter makes that great catch down to the one, and disappointing you couldn't punch it in on the two running plays. When you tried to bring in the field goal unit, I thought there was zero chance that they even get a get the snap off, but uh, you're able to, to get that field goal in right before the end of the, the, the first half. Those were obviously crucial points, but but kudos to the to the field goal unit to get on, get set, and get that kick away in time. Well, we work it all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, every week in practice, we make sure we work that drill, and I uh, knew we didn't have any timeouts. We tried to run it in twice, and we didn't get it in, and I didn't want to try a third and end up with no points right. at all. So I looked at the clock. There's probably about eight, nine seconds left. We do it pretty quick in practice as well. And uh, I was making sure I had my snapper. I was making sure I had Hunter. I was making sure I had my kicker and anybody. And make sure I had Gorley, you know, all those guys with me and in one spot. So once we didn't get it, I just yelled for it. Our kids hear it all the time. And uh, they ran off, got it off just in time, and we got the points. But it was uh, three points, and it looked like a pretty crucial uh, three points. And it, it was until, obviously, the very end when uh, the, the Lions are able to get the score late in the ball game. We'll talk more about uh, the contest in the the second half of the game as we continue. Again, we're live at Big Smoke Barbecue, 8th and Main in Hayes. BigSmokeHayes.com, their own dry rub. Choice of great sauces, whichever kind of style, maybe Carolina Barbecue, Texas, KC, they've got the sauces for you. Lunch and dinner, open 11 to 8, Monday through Saturday. Big Smoke Barbecue at the corner of 8th and Main in Hayes. Tiger Talk presented by Golden Bell Bank of Hayes and Ellis. Your life has a story, and Golden Bell Bank of Hayes and Ellis wants to get to know that story. It's banking, one story at a time. Golden Bell Bank, visit them at Golden Belt Bank. More with Coach Brown as Tiger Talk continues here along the Tiger Sports Network, built by PwC. The passions you pursue help shape who you are and make your story brighter. At Golden Belt Bank, we support you because when you live your passions every day, your finest work unfolds. Make today the beginning of another great chapter. This is banking one story at a time. Golden Belt Bank one story at a time. Visit goldenbeltbank.com. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. People from all over are raving about the food at Big Smoke Barbecue in downtown Hayes. Brisket, chicken, pulled pork, ribs. It's all so good. And Big Smoke's own dry rub is what separates them from other barbecue places. Choose your own sauce. Kansas City, Memphis, Carolina, or Texas-style sauce. They're open for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Get in early. They do sell out. This is Philip Kuhn inviting you to dine with us. Big Smoke Barbecue at 8th and Main in downtown Hayes. It's just really good barbecue. 
the most dependable and respected plumbing and mechanical systems provider in our area for 75 years, the Glassman Corporation. They have a long history of large projects and resolving building problems. They're the experts for commercial and residential heating, AC, plumbing, and geothermal systems, and they specialize in applied chillers and boilers of all types. Glassman has techs on the road all over the region every day. Call Glassman Corporation, 1-800-662-4318. That's 1-800-662-4318 and at glassmancorp.com. You love living and working in western Kansas, and so does the ever-growing team of specialists at Hayes Med. We take pride in helping people and communities thrive. Hayes Med is one of the best hospitals in America for patient experience and a top 20 rural hospital nationally. With our high patient satisfaction ratings and award-winning care, Hayes Med is your destination for rural health because here we specialize in you. Learn more at HayesMed.com. Lions after their own 26. Tigers bring in an extra defensive lineman, Colin Crispin Gorley late. There's the snap. Pearl to throw. He has time. Now being flushed to his left, being chased, dumps it over the top. It's batted down and intercepted. Batted down by Williams, and it's picked off by Jeremiah Jackson Trotter. Yeah, that was that interception by Jeremiah Jackson Trotter late in the first quarter, setting up the Tigers' first touchdown in their 25-24 loss to Missouri Southern. Tiger Talk today is brought to you by Adams Brown, going above plus beyond for you. Adams Brown, strategic allies and CPAs. We're live at Big Smoke Barbecue at the corner of 8th and Main and Hayes, BigSmokeHayes.com. You can order online. Great barbecue, a lot of great sauces and uh, their own special dry rubs. So check them out, Big Smoke Barbecue, 11th and Main, open Monday through Saturdays, 11 until 8 o'clock. We're talking football with head coach Chris Brown. Tigers losing a tough one on Saturday, 25-24 to Missouri Southern. Um, You heard that highlight. Saw a lot of times you had – uh, Jeremiah Jackson Trotter, uh, Gavin Hazelhorse, and Miles Men, just three guys at defensive end in on the same time. And it seemed to be very effective. You, you had um, Gavin kind of on the interior, and he really was able to, to exploit his quickness against a really big uh, offensive front line from Missouri Southern. It is. You know, it's, it's a great package for us, you know, especially in time it's, you know, third and long or, or a passing situation to to get those guys out there a little bit quicker, a little bit faster than, you know, some of our tackles are right now. And, you know, being able to twist with those guys and do different things with them just to kind of create some havoc and, and guys that can, you know, run down a quarterback as well. So uh, great package to have. And it's probably a little different for him down in there. But like you said, he's so strong and he's so fast and so quick that, he, you know, he makes it look pretty easy. And Jeremiah, Jeremiah Jackson, I mean, he looks like he should be on Mark Johnson's basketball team. He's 6'7", and, I, you know, maybe he can help him out uh, this season. He's not your typical defensive lineman, but he's 6'7", and, boy, once he grows into his frame, he's going to be a big guy, but uh, shows his athleticism. He showed it there. Leads you in sacks now with five. I mean, that's been a he, – you can just see every week – making more and more plays and getting more and more comfortable. And it's just learning our system. You know, he we, you got him late in the summer, and, you know, he, so he didn't really get with our guys and be able to do the things and the drills and, and learn the defense, you know, from our defensive guys as well. So uh, it just takes time to learn all that stuff. And I think he's getting more comfortable each week. Um, we just got to try to get him up to 260, 270. <laughs> and I think he's about 230, 235 right now. But if we get him to 260, 270, I mean, he, he's going to cause a lot of havoc in this on, in this conference. Well, it's a young defense, and, and you know, we've talked about that a lot. And, and I know you don't use that as an excuse, but, but I think you can see it every week getting better. And, and, and you don't gain experience until you go out and play. And it's, just a, it's a process. And, and, and Fort A. State's had young defenses before, and as the season progresses, by the end of the year, they're pretty good. I personally still think this group's got a chance to be really good before they're all done as they keep getting more playing time and more experience. Did you see that uh, evolution and growth for uh, for another week? Yeah, I did. You know, they're just continuing to, to get smarter, to fill things out, to see things a little bit better, um, play their techniques a little bit better. And, you know, sometimes those first couple of games when they're just, you know, their first games out there, they just kind of forget everything that they've been taught. But you can see them starting to get more comfortable and understand what we're doing defensively. And 
by doing that, you know, you make more plays. In fact, if we haven't noted yet, we're going to talk to one of those guys on the defense, Tyler Cummings out of Topeka. He'll be our player guest a little bit later on in the program, so you want to be sure to stick around for that. you got a few of those guys back. Uh, Lake Heimerman gets his first career interception. I thought he played really well, considering he's, he's not 100%. John Johnson was back. I know he was limited, but he was he got out there. And, and so after just a deluge of injuries early, starting to slowly get a few of those guys back, and it makes a big difference. It does, you know, and they're, they're slowly coming back, and they're still, I mean, they're not 100% mm-hmm. yet. And, you know, hopefully as we go through the season, they start getting better and better. But that's that's the game of football. You know, you're going to have bumps. You're going to have bruises. You're going to have sprains. Um, you're going to have broken fingers. I mean, you're gonna, <laughs> you know, you name it, you're going to have it. But it's just one of those sports that you have to play with those things, you know, whether it's a little strain or sprain or, or broken, you know, not arms and legs, of course. But there are some, you know, there's guys that play with broken, broken <laughs> yeah. hands that put clubs on them. But, you know, that, that's just part of the game. You just have to fight through them and battle through them and, you know, make the most of it. You're never going to be 100% when you play football, and uh, that's just kind of the way it is. And you're 80% is probably your 100% for the year, and, and as long as you're playing hard and getting after it, we'll take it. Jack Dawson made his third consecutive start. I thought maybe the most uh, confidence, and he just seemed in control and in command. I know he had the one turnover that obviously he would he would love to get back, but you could say that about a, a lot of guys. Uh, evaluate how he played in, in his third consecutive start. I thought he did some good things. You know, um, you start to see things a little bit better. I mean, he, throws the, he threw the ball pretty well. Um, like you said, he probably wants to take, bring that one play back, mm-hmm. but sometimes that happens, and, and sometimes we just we try to do th- – too much instead of just doing what we need to get done and uh, either throw a ball away or, or just, you know, take a knee or, or slide and try to, you know, move on to the next play. But, you know, he, he's gotten better as the weeks have gone on, and, you know, he, I think he's a good one for our future. And we saw some Ethan Forrester as well, uh, obviously by design. Then he had to come in on that last play, and unfortunately for him, they're uh, able to dislodge that football there at the, the very end, which was a key play because that was a picture-perfect drive to try to go in and take the lead and eat a lot of clock but uh, uh seeing more and more of him and, and, and what he brings to this team he does he does a great job you know he, he can throw the ball very well um as well i mean he's really good on the run um he's a great runner as well as you've seen in the last few games um of course he's probably one of those kids that wants to take his last play away and, and get that back but you know that's just one of those situations you know there's about a minute and a half left on the clock they still got three timeouts left um balls on the 34 yard line you know, we're just trying to gain some extra yards and some extra chunks. And, uh, I mean, there's a big hole for him. And he took it and he ran with it. And just unfortunately he fumbled the ball. But, you know, with just a little situation, we're trying to run the clock down as far as we possibly can, get them to use their timeouts and hopefully go for a game-winning field goal. But it just didn't work out that way. Now going back and watching Adrian's fumble near the goal line, Jack's fumble, and even the fumble to Ethan, kind of you touched on it. It was You see it so often trying to get that extra yard or so. And, boy, you just, I don't know if you let your guard down or what. You stretch the ball down. That's when it gets knocked free. seemed like all three of those were, were – were, it was effort trying to do that extra effort. And you wonder how much does – you know, you started 0-2 and just maybe the, the, the pressure and just the desire to, to get things turned back around leads into some of that a little bit. And it's, you know, us as coaches, you know, just we've been trying to bring the physicality and getting those extra yards after the carry and – and all those little things and stressing those things. And those that's what the kids are always hearing. So now they're trying to, mm-hmm. to fight for those extra things. And then they forget about the other. So maybe this week we get those extra yards and we hold on to the ball and, and it all comes to one. But you know, there's just something we keep stressing, you know, physicality, running through tackles, break, making the first guy miss, all these different things. And those kids are doing that. I thought they were, you know, they were fighting for those extra yards and trying to get him, and unfortunately they, the ball just got knocked out. Speaking of physicality, I thought this was one of your more physical games. I know it's never completely to what you would like, but it felt like maybe your best effort in that regard, the physical type of play. It was, and, you, you know, you were seeing this, you know, finally it all starts up front. You know, I think our offensive line did a good job of dominating, you know, the, their defensive line for the most part, and I felt like our defensive line did the same exact thing to their offensive line. Um, I felt like we dominated the line of scrimmage, and, we were playing some very young kids. You know, we had a true freshman playing center for us, and that, that's a hard position to step into. And then, you know, Riley said, like, at left guard, he's a redshirt freshman. He's still trying to learn our system and, and figure things out. I thought Ted played better. Um, I thought Chris played better as well. And, you know, Pat did some good things too. So uh, then our defensive line across the board, I mean, all those guys got in there and played hard and played physical and played aggressive and, and made a lot of stops at the line of scrimmage and not downfield. 
Chris Stroud, I don't know what he had for his post-game meal, but I know what he ate in-game. He had a lot of pancakes. That's probably the most pancake blocks I've seen someone have, or at least uh, where it was so obvious. I mean, he had a lot of guys laid out throughout the night. And hopefully he can build off of that and, and see his potential and understand his potential and how, you know, big of force and how dominant he can be in this conference if he really just puts his mind to it because, you know, he played hard and he played aggressive and he played physical. I um, still made a few mistakes here and there, but overall that probably was one of his better games. And, uh, you know, he just needs to build off of that and, and, and make every game like that from here on out. Now, hopefully, as you said, a lot of positives to build off. You can do that. Another guy I want to ask you about, Mason Perez, uh, had the had a fumble recovery, had the block punt and recovery in the end zone. I think he was tied for the team lead in tackles. He, he's a kid who probably got forced in a little bit early last year by necessity, but you're starting to see the dividends, and now you're starting to see his body kind of fill out. He's a thicker guy and, and uh, just the, the stuff that Coach Boucher can do in the weight room, but he's having a really nice season, had a really good game on Saturday. He really is, you know, only been, you know, second year with us and understanding what we're doing, but he's he's fast, he's athletic, he likes to hit, mm-hmm. you know, and he always seems to put himself in good position to make plays, and, you know, he's starting to really understand our defense, and heck, another year in the system, who knows how good he's really truly going to be, but, you know, we love having him on our side. I mean, he, he does great things, and a great young man as well, and he's a true hard worker, and he does those little extra things. You know, to make himself a better football player and to be a great football player, those are the things you have to do, you know, and, and he's one of those guys that does take time to do the extra things to make sure that he's good. Well, and when you look at teams that have success and you look at your teams that have won conference titles or been right there competing for conference titles, you had everybody in sync doing those same things, and, and that's what it takes. I mean, it takes everybody. We always talk about you got to have 11 guys on every play working together to make it work. Well, you got to have the whole team doing those things outside of the uh, what you see on Saturdays to, to make that all work. Yeah, it is. And, you know, it's, it's the hardest thing to do little things before practice and little things after practice. You know, we got guys doing those mm-hmm. things, but, you know, it really comes to summer, you know, as well. I mean, that's a huge part of it. You know, as coaches, we have – no contact with our players whatsoever through the summer and you know i think it hurts them and they're used to us having that contact with them especially through the entire year and uh you know but you know we we have 140 guys about 135 guys on our team right now and you know you need to have the majority of them you know probably 90 percent like the freshmen i don't expect our freshmen incoming freshmen to be here last time at home you know with your parents and try to figure things out but the guys that have been here you got to be here this summer because with the seven-on-seven seven they do, the O-line work, you know, the D-line work, um, the extra running together as a team and, and the lifting as a team. Because sometimes when you do it by yourself, you're like, if I'm going to go lift right now and I'm by myself, it's not going to be very hard. But if I have a teammate that's going to push me, yeah, it's going to be a little bit different. So that's just kind of like you have to be here to get those things, to make yourself better and make this team better. Tigers gearing up for a tough one this Saturday. They'll be in Cardi to take on the Lopers. We'll talk more about that. We'll get to your questions a little bit later on. Again, go to FHSUathletics.com. Look for fans. You'll get the drop-down menu. There at the very bottom you'll see Ask the Coach. Send us your question, and if we use it, you'll be in the running for a $25 gift certificate here given away every month at Big Smoke Barbecue, and we'll get our winner for the last show in, in the one show in August in the month of September, uh, a little bit later on, and we'll send you an email to let you know that you've won. Tiger Talk is brought to you by the Taco Shop, dine-in, carry-out, or delivery. The Taco Shop, you've never had it so good. We're going to take another break. When we come back, we're going to chat with one of the members of that Tiger defense. Tyler Cummings will join us, the junior out of Topeka. We'll get to that next as Tiger Talk continues. Here along the Tiger Sports Network, it's built by PwC. People from all over are raving about the food at Big Smoke Barbecue in downtown Hayes. Brisket, chicken, pulled pork, ribs. It's all so good. And Big Smoke's own dry rub is what separates them from other barbecue places. Choose your own sauce. Kansas City, Memphis, Carolina, or Texas-style sauce. They're open for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Get in early. They do sell out. This is Philip Kuhn inviting you to dine with us. Big Smoke Barbecue at 8th and Main in downtown Hayes. It's just really good barbecue. Stop looking for a job and start a career with BTI Equipment as an equipment service technician. BTI Equipment is one of the most progressive John Deere dealerships in the country and invests in technology, education, and resources for our employees. With industry-leading wages, uncapped bonus potential, paid training, company-matching 401k plan, and more, there's never been a better time to join the BTI family. Call on BTI. For career opportunities, visit btiequip.com. Know how. 
Save all month long on the items you need at Gibbs Auto Supply in Hayes, your local Napa Auto Parts store. Tailgating savings on trailer balls, trailer hitch and lock, cargo tie-downs along with trailer towing wiring. Save up to 20% on Mobile One Advanced Full Synthetic Motor Oils, Blue Def Diesel Exhaust Fluid $15.99, and make sure to check out Milwaukee Tools. Shop and save all month at Gibbs Auto Supply in Hayes. Ringard Howard CPAs wants to help make your life easier by finding solutions to your tax, accounting, and business issues. Are you dealing with IRS notices or possibly looking for ways to minimize taxes? Maybe you are starting a business or looking for advice on how to improve your business. Ringard Howard is here to help. Whether you need us to tackle complex issues or assist with payroll, bookkeeping, and sales tax, your time is important. Let us give you more. Ringard Howard CPAs, we can help. We do that. Forrester's in a quarterback. It's a low snap. Forrester's going to run it in himself. He is into the end zone. Touchdown, Fort Hayes State. The one-yard touchdown run by Ethan Forrester. His first rushing touchdown in his Tiger career. And Fort Hayes State, who marched it inside the Farm Implement and Supply red zone, able to march it into the goal line. And they're within an extra point from cutting the lead down to two. That came after the interception by Jeremy Jeremy Jackson Trotter and uh, set up the first touchdown of the ball game for Fort Hayes State and the first career rushing touchdown for Ethan Forrester. We're live at Big Smoke Barbecue, corner of 8th and Main in Hayes. It is Tiger Talk. Uh, Of course, you can order it to go, BigSmokeHayes.com. Great lunch and dinner specials. It's the old soda shop location on 8th and Main, open 1108 Monday through Saturday. Big Smoke Barbecue. Proud to have them as our host. We appreciate them taking care of us here throughout the uh, football and basketball season. We're right at the bottom of the hour, so let's pause 10 seconds for station identification. You're listening to Tiger Talk on the Tiger Sports Network, built by PWC. With a combination of Kaiser Liquor and Fort Hayes State Athletics, you're sure to be into something good. Kaiser Liquor and 14-K-E-Y-S Hayes. Back on Tiger Talk, Gerard Welbrock with you. Good to have you aboard on this Monday afternoon. Fort Hayes State coming off a tough one-point loss to Missouri Southern. They're at Nebraska Kearney on Saturday. And we're joined now by our player guest, Tyler Cummings, junior out of Topeka. Went to Washburn Rule, now uh, with the Fort Hayes State Tigers. And, Tyler, we appreciate you uh, joining us today. Uh, it was a tough one on Saturday. As we talked with Coach, you guys did so many things well. Obviously, the turnovers are, are glaring, and it's just tough to win when you, when that happens. But um, you still able to take a lot of positives out of the ball game on Saturday night? Yep, um, we sure were. I mean, we'll go through the film today with the teams and go through with our coaches and stuff like that. But obviously, it had a different feeling to the last uh, Saturday's game. And, you know, there's going to be a lot of positives and also a lot of things that we need to get corrected, obviously. Uh, little mistakes, stuff like that. Um, and just our all-around execution as well. I, we mentioned with Coach, I mean, the mental side of football, and really any sports but football, it's a it's a tough physical game, and, and the mental part of it can be can be challenging. And, and I would think after a game like that, the, the way it goes down, you, you know, I mean, on the stat page, you win the game, but the turnovers cost you from winning the game. I, I mean, mentally, I mean, what was it like afterwards, and, and how do you bounce back from that and, and get, get ready to do what you have to do for, for the next game? Yeah, um, it was definitely tough, you know, especially with the loss at home, you know, and uh, those are games that we just got to win. And uh, when you lose in that fashion, you know, like looking back on plays that, you know, make a difference in a game like that, it, it's tough. But, you know, you just got to get right back at it and uh, focus, you know, the next practice, the next play, uh, and just get back to doing what we do. Well, and I know in football is a unique game because you have an offense, you have a defense, and, yes, you're all together, but yet you do a lot of things separate. And I'm sure it's easy to, to get upset with one unit or the you know vice versa the other way, and, and that becomes a challenge, I'm, we, I'm sure, as well. To hey, We may have our own groups, but we're still one one team, and we're, one, we're united, and when we have success, we do it together. And when we struggle, we do it together and got to fight through it. Of course, yeah, that's something that we stress, you know, uh, it's one play or one team doesn't lose us a game. You know, we had chances on both sides of the ball to make plays and special teams as well and stuff like that. So it's not one team or one guy that loses a game. It's a team, and it's a it's team effort, like you said, when we win and team effort when we lose. Presented with Tyler Cummings, member of the Fort A. State Tiger football team out of Topeka, uh, one of the, the, the defensive, I guess, 
defensive back, outside linebacker. You kind of play that hybrid position. I know it's been called a banded back before. It seems like every team has a different name for him. Uh, just talk a little bit about the, the, the position you played in the scheme of the defense at the Fort A. State Tigers run. Yeah, well, originally I've, I've been a safety for most of my time <laughs> here, and then last year uh, we had some um, unfortunate injuries at the linebacker position. So uh, Coach Harris had told me early in the season, hey, like if we have some injuries, like you're our emergency guy to go at linebacker. So um, when we had those injuries, I made the switch, and we made some uh, personnel groupings kind of specialized for me. As a, You know, I'm not the biggest guy in the world <laughs> to play linebacker. I might be the smallest guy in the NIAA, but uh, – you know, and, and we use those personnel groupings just to kind of put me in space a little bit more and stuff like that. So um, the same thing kind of happened this year with a couple injuries and guys went down. So uh, we made the switch again. I'm, I'm back at kind of that linebacker hybrid position. So um, just, you know, whatever they want me to do to help this team, you know, I'm, I'm just willing to do that. So and it's kind of a unique position because it's like a defensive back. I mean, you do something, I mean, you're, but you're also with the run. And, and so it's, it is literally a hybrid linebacker defensive back position, uh, which I'm sure can in, in a way can be challenging, but yet exciting at the same time. Yeah, it sure is. You know, I'm, I'm always been a guy who, you know, loves the, the contact <laughs> of the game. So when I got uh, moved over, you know, to to be a little bit closer to the line. I was I was pretty excited about it, you know, uh, just getting in there and, you know, just trying to be a dog and uh, kind of get after dudes a little bit more than, you know, usually you can at a deep safety position. Talk about the physicality. I know I asked Coach about it and just observing from where we are at the game, it felt like this was maybe the most physical you guys have played. I'm sure never enough for Coach, but, but your assessment there, because it seemed like – that was turning in the right direction. You guys were, were, were bringing a little bit more this last game. Yeah, definitely. It's been a huge stress for us all year, and it, it always is. And like you said with Coach, it's, <laughs> it's never enough. Um, but uh, the physicality part of the game I think is a huge part of the game, and obviously we've struggled in the early weeks stopping the run, and we, we still have our, our you know growing pains with that. And uh, But I do feel like we made a good stride this game. We had a great game plan coming in, you know, um, to stop Moso's run game because they are a heavy run team. But uh, – yeah, the physicality felt, I mean, it felt different on Saturday. You know, it felt like we had made strides, and, you know, we'll continue to stress that and running the ball, tackling, being physical and stuff like that. So, you know, it's, it's a good step for us, but we've got a long ways to go still. Well, hopefully you said something to build off of and uh, just continue to do that because when you look at the Tiger teams that have been successful and have made runs at conference titles, I mean, you could usually say they were the most physical team on the field. And, uh, again, I thought you guys made a, a good stride in, in that direction. Uh, we've talked about it a lot. This is a young defense. I mean, you look down the roster, you kind of forget how young, even though there are some, some veterans and some, some, I guess, COVID seniors, sixth-year guys <laughs> in there. There's a a lot of guys who are playing for the first or second year and, and you're kind of one of the veterans that you still feel like a young guy yeah. I mean do you find yourself bringing some of these young guys along and how, how do you see your role in that regard yeah definitely you know I knew coming in being this being my fifth year now you know it seems like it's it almost been forever like it, wow I know it flies by but uh you know I had great mentors when I was young um when I first came in a couple older guys took me under their wing and so you know, when they did that for me, I felt, you know, it's kind of like my duty to kind of bring these young guys along too. And I, I've always been a guy who studies film and stuff like that, tries to really understand the defense as a whole. So I feel like it's kind of my duty to, you know, bring these young guys along with me, you know, as the older guys did for me when I was young. So um, I think it's kind of my responsibility to bring them along and teach them everything that I know. And, you know, maybe they'll teach me a thing or two as well. So it's really an interesting uh, thing every single week, you know, trying to learn as well as, you know, teach guys. Playing college football, what was the biggest shock? I mean, you just said, you know, you're a film study guy, and, and we hear so much of that, people who are just relentless in the film room, learning those tendencies. Was the time involved in doing that? Was that one of the biggest ad adaptions, I guess, from, from going to high school to college? What was the biggest challenge or the biggest thing that maybe um, caught your eye that you've realized has taken more time or is more intense than you'd expected it to be? Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, of course, the size of the guys playing against, you know, and the speed of the game is one thing. But, you know, when I got to college, uh, you realize you don't know as much as you thought you did about football, you know. So, uh, like, I'd never heard of a pattern match coverage or a split coverage when I was in high school, really. Everything was really base and simple. So when I got to Fort Hayes, of course, and learned about all this stuff, I was like, well, I've got a lot of work to do to catch up. So, you know, you do that with studying, film study, going through your playbook, stuff like that. So, and I think the quicker you get that stuff down, the quicker you can get on the field. And, you know, you, you can't play if you don't know what you're doing. So that's the first thing, knowing your assignment. And so I really took my time trying to understand that. And uh, that was honestly the biggest adjustment for me, for sure. When did you feel comfortable? You always hear the game slowed down. When did, when did you feel comfortable out there? 
Yeah, it, it takes a little while. You know, when you first get out there, you know, there's more more fans than you've ever really played against or in front of, I guess. And, uh, you know, it takes a little bit to get used to. But, you know, my last couple of years here now, it's it's kind of become the norm. You know, it's just like stick to what I know. Uh, you know, we do this every single day. It's it's what I love to do. And I'm here for a reason, right? Like, we're, we're not here for, you know, no reason. Like, I've put the work in to do this. And it's like my, my confidence comes from my preparation, you know. And so... Once you get out there and you get a little rhythm going, then, you know, you just do what you've always done. Represented with Tyler Cummings here on Tiger Talk, Fort A. State um, hybrid defensive back linebacker, as uh, he explained, a little bit of a, a position shift because of the injuries. Had to be nice to see some of those guys who've been hurt, like a Lake Hybern, got his first career interception, who've been a big part of that defense, starting to get a few of those guys back. And I think you saw it on the field. One, the depth was improved. You, got, you guys were fresher and, and, and made some big plays. Yeah, definitely. You know, having a guy like Lake who's been a leader for several years now and a guy that we all, you know, trust and, and a great friend of mine, of course, it's great seeing him back out there doing what he does and, and have uh, John Johnson is back as well, you know, getting back in there for, you know, some limited reps. You know, he's still dealing with an injury right now, but he's a guy that helps us on the field every time he's out there. So getting some of those guys back, you know, from injury and stuff like that and back playing, I know, you know, for some of these guys, it's their last time. So uh, just being on the field with those guys is, is just perfect. Yeah, we mentioned you're from Topeka, attended Washburn Rule. Tell us about your high school career. I know you, were, you had a lot of accolades, all-conference defensive back, but what was it like playing for the, the Junior Blues in Topeka? Yeah, <laughs> I, I guess outside of Topeka. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, I loved it. You know, there's nothing like high school football Friday nights playing with the guys that you've grown up with. You know, I, all those guys I played with since I was in third grade, you know. So uh, playing under Coach Bueller and stuff like that. And I even got to play with my brother, who's a year older than me. So, um, And we both played defensive back, so sharing a – uh, the defensive backfield, I guess, together was – it's just awesome and things I'll remember forever. So, you know, I, I love Washburn Rule, and, you know, if I could go back and do it all again, I would. <laughs> well, there's nothing like high school football Friday nights, that is for certain. Other sports, are you a football-only guy? Did you do anything else? Are there other sports in high school? Yeah, I, I took – I played uh, basketball all four years as well. Okay. So, you know, and I've got great friends from that team too and stuff that – guys I still talk to to this day, you know. So I, uh, I appreciate Washburn Rule greatly, and I – I love it. All right. We're visiting with Tyler Cummings, member of the Fort A. State Tiger defense. Big one Saturday. Nebraska Kearney, you know they want some revenge after what you guys did in that remarkable comeback uh, a year ago. Um, you always hear about the team wanting revenge in a game like that. What's it like for the team that won it? Uh, but, but knowing they're really good, they still have playoff aspirations, and it's a rivalry game. Uh, just your thoughts going into this one on Saturday night up in Kearney. Yeah, I don't think anything really changes for us. You know, we got to attack every day like, you know, it's our next it's our next practice, so take it day by day. And, uh, you know, of course the game last year was really a tale of two halves. It was one of the craziest games I've ever been a part of. But, you know, watching the film back, and I know defensively we struggled in the first half. In the second half we really kind of pulled it together. So going back and watching that film and thinking about what we did in that second half to make those stops and make those plays. And obviously the offense got rolling in a ridiculous fashion, which helps a lot. And, uh but we'll go back, study that, and just, you know, prepare to do the same thing that we did in that second half of the game, really, to uh, to come out on top again. No, obviously a big challenge. T.J. Davis, I mean, he's going to be uh, he's going to be in the in the in the running for player of the year in Division Two once again. Um, he's such a unique talent. He can run it so well, but yet has improved on his passing. What are the challenges in playing a, a true dual threat quarterback like him, especially one that is as good as he is? Oh yeah, it's it's definitely a challenge. You know. We usually, you know, scouting and everything like that, you can't get a look for the, a guy like that. You know, he, he'll run around, make plays like crazy, and, you know, and he's he is a good and capable passer as well, which makes him really dangerous. Um, so it's hard to get a look for him all week. You know, you'll never really know what it's like to play against him until you're out there on the field. So it kind of takes a little bit of an adjustment period. Um, but, you know, we'll just do what we do and, you know, run of the ball. Uh, that's going to be a huge emphasis this week and just be physical and tackle. All right, sounds good. Should be a fun one. Always is when the Tigers and Lopers play. Tyler? Great job. So glad to have you with us on the program. Nice to get you to, to know you a little bit, and uh, we continue to looking for some big things from old number 27 out there. Yeah, thanks for having me. You bet. That's Tyler Cummings, Fort A. State defensive back for the Tigers out of Topeka, Washburn Rural High School, our player guest today here on Tiger Talk. We're going to take a break. We'll get to some of those questions that you sent in this week for Coach Chris Brown. We'll do that next as Tiger Talk continues here from Big Smoke Barbecue on the Tiger Sports Network built by PwC. 
People from all over are raving about the food at Big Smoke Barbecue in downtown Hayes. Brisket, chicken, pulled pork, ribs. It's all so good. And Big Smoke's own dry rub is what separates them from other barbecue places. Choose your own sauce. Kansas City, Memphis, Carolina, or Texas-style sauce. They're open for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Get in early. They do sell out. This is Philip Kuhn inviting you to dine with us. Big Smoke Barbecue at 8th and Main in downtown Hayes. It's just really good barbecue. If high energy bills are a concern, Midwest Energy's HouseSmart program is a proven way to save money. With HouseSmart, your home or business gets a top-down energy audit from a certified auditor along with suggested improvements. Select an approved contractor to make upgrades, and we pay up to 100% of the costs. Payback is made through savings on your bill. Learn more at MWEnergy.com. Midwest Energy, a customer-owned cooperative, making energy work for you. Picking out something to eat for supper does not need to be a family argument. I know, it's breaking news. When you pick the taco shop, everybody gets something they like. Like the specials, the soft taco $1.69, pork burrito $3.99, and the cheese quesadilla $3.49. The taco shop, you don't even have to load everybody up to go eat. Just order on the app. Come on down to the taco shop. You never had it. You never had it so good. To the taco shop. Their roots run deep in Kansas, and the secret to success, that little bit of something extra. At Adams Brown, they believe that business should be simplified. They ease your burdens rather than add to them. They aren't just your CPAs. They're an extended team just for you, a team that will work and grow together with you. That something extra is service that gets your attention, exceeding expectations. Certified public accountants at Adams Brown, going above and beyond for you. Online at AdamsBrownCPA.com. Handoff, nope, Dawson, play action, the corner of the end zone, it's caught, touchdown, Ford Hayes State, Goodland freshman Leighton Cure with his first touchdown catch, and what a fake by Dawson, and he finds the tight end in the back corner of the end zone, and Ford Hayes State has their first lead with 9.54 to go until halftime. Yeah, welcome back to Tiger Talk. It's brought to you in part today by BTI. They're your John Deere dealer, Buckland, Great Bend, Greensburg, Hoxie, Nest, City of Pratt. BTI, our family, in partnership with your family. We're at Big Smoke Barbecue at 8th and Main and Hayes. Nice to see Leighton get his first career touchdown. I'm sure he's been itching to do that after that one got away at Northwest Missouri State. But uh, another young guy continuing to see get better. That was a nice catch and a nice throw there from Jack. It was. You know, you see you know, a lot of these young guys starting to come in and make some plays for us. And, uh, you know, the future is going to be bright for a lot of those young men if they keep doing the things that they're doing right now and continue to get better and work on their techniques and fundamentals and doing a little extra things. And he is one of those kids that – does a lot of extra things, you know, on his own, whether it's stretching, running stairs, running routes, whatever it might be, working on his blocking. That kid really, truly works. Well, and Hunter went down, didn't play in the second half. Hopefully he's okay and able to, to return. Um, but uh, pretty good guy to learn from. But but uh, Layton's, I mean, one of the things, he's got a little bit taller. He's got something that, I mean, you you, you can't control. It's God-given and, and a little bit more size and incorporating the other tight end. I mean, you got some big guys coming up with a little bit more more length than even Hunter has. Yeah, we do. And, you know, it's, it's a good thing, you know, having Hunter in there with them and, and teaching them and, you know, giving little little tips here and there on how to run routes or how to block or whatever it might be or how, to, you know, just, just little things of what to look for and um, things that, you know, I can say some of them, but sometimes it means a lot more coming from your teammate and somebody that's, that's kind of been through it. But, you know, we get a little bit more weight on those guys, and then as they can mature and, and grow, and I mean, they're only going to get better, and they're, they're pretty darn good right now. When it comes from an All-American, I think you probably take uh, take that yep. to heart a little bit when when he speaks. Uh, you certainly you, you certainly listen. Um, we mentioned Jack playing third straight game. A- any update on Chance? Chance to see him on the field Saturday, or are you saying pretty much as it's been the last few weeks? It's just kind of see how he's doing, you know, and he's just we've got to make sure that we feel comfortable with him, you know, being able to get out of the pocket if there is trouble and things like that. So, you know, we're, we're still kind of in that process of trying to figure that out. Um, you know, he's getting better, you know, as, as the days go on. And then, you know, then some days you're just you, – we just want to be 100% certain before we put a kid on the field and don't feel like he's quite ready yet. Trevor Watts, another one, uh, had a really good game for the season opener, then got hurt in practice. I know he's been practicing. Uh, any update on his status? He's close. You know, okay. he's real close. Hopefully, this is the week we get him back. I'm just trying to, again, 
mm-hmm. get him back in there, and it's probably more of an endurance thing than anything else. You know, you could probably play a couple plays here and there, but still just don't want to. We've already had some problems with it before. We just want to re-aggravate it, you know, in practice and not have him be able to play. So hopefully this is the week we get him back as well. Talk more about the Lopers in a little bit. Let's get to some of the questions that folks set in. Um, one of them uh, is, uh, aside from getting a victory, uh, what are your favorite road trips in the MIAA, if there are any? <laughs> the easiest one, Carney. Right? <laughs> this week because it's this short. One, it's shorter. Um, the drive to Washburn is pretty short. Um, the drive to Emporia is pretty nice, too. But, you know, I like just going to different places and seeing different stadiums. I always love to go down to UCO and see mm-hmm. their stadium. I do like going to Northwest because I know it's going to be a great crowd. Once you get there, I love going to Pitt, you know, because there's always a big crowd when you're at those games as well. And, yeah, I think that what the crowd always kind of builds the excitement and the energy, and I like the ones where there's a lot of crowd and there's a lot of you know there's a lot of support from the other for the other team, and uh, you know you get to go one of those places and and just hear their fans get after you a little bit because I don't know I just I like to hear those fans heckle us a little bit. I just I just get a kick out of it. Well, speaking of crowd, what a great one on Saturday. It was a really I mean it was a great environment. Unfortunately, uh, they, they didn't leave happy because of the way the game turned out, but that was a lot of fun. They were into the game, another good student section. It was it was a great college atmosphere. We got some of the best you know fans in the country right here in, in Hayes. Camp. Kansas and uh, they do a good job of really supporting us and I just hope they can continue you know to do that for us and you know we'll get this thing changed around just got to fix a few things here and there but you know we do got some great fans and I I love having them come out there I love the support the energy they bring and uh, we can't ask for a better group. There's an interesting question that uh, one of the listeners uh, sent in Um, uh, it's been said every great coach has a great supporting coach's wife. Um, uh, talk about your wife, uh, Daphne, and uh, the her relationship maybe with the program. And where did you meet? Were you coaching? You met her? All those fun stuff. Well, we met in high school. Uh, that's number one. Um, I kept trying to chase her and chase her, and she finally said she yes. Finally and, said. and she finally said yes and gave in. Um, but, no, she is one of the best uh, supporters that I have. I mean, she, she gets it. She understands it. You know, she's – Happy when we win, and then she's very, very positive if we do lose a ball game because she knows how how I'm going to feel. But you know, it's great to have her in my corner. I mean, there's no way I could ever do this without her. Um, she's just one of those people that you know she cares about the kids and she cares about all of our coaches and she cares about all the coaches' wives. She's just one of those real caring people that you know wants the best for everybody, wants everybody to be happy. And uh, she's a tremendous woman, and she's a counselor at Lincoln Elementary, and uh, she loves doing that job as well. And getting to know all those kids is there as well but uh that's just who she is you know she's a loving caring woman that cares about everybody and wants the best for everybody now she gets into it i mean she's she's a student of the game i mean she's been around football she knows the game how much does she um contribute to maybe game plans or what you're doing well or not doing well or maybe what the coach is doing well or not doing well because i mean she knows her stuff yeah, she does, and it's not so much plays and right. things like that, but it's probably more with her being a you know, a counselor and things like that, and she has her clinical psychology master's as well, and it's more of the, the mental side of it that, that, that she really helps me with and, and, and things to say to the kids and how to help the kids out as well. So it's cool to have that you know, part of her with me and uh, just the support she gives us and, and our kids as well. But, well, and the, the funny thing, the young years, when I was at Washburn, she would, I would come home and she'd have a stack of papers saying, here's a kid in this area, here's a kid in this area, you need to go recruit this kid and recruit this kid. <laughs> she's finally, she's busy enough now that she doesn't do that anymore, but that was cool to see. It's cool to have a wife that, that's that supportive and, and into your job just as much as you are. Oh, that's funny stuff. And we just, we talked about it earlier, the psychological part of sports is such a big thing i mean i mean professional teams have sports psychologists on staff it is such a big deal that to have someone who has a little bit of background in that and and can 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 help you along is i'm sure invaluable and you've got a son on the team hunter starting safety and then holds on on the on the kicks Uh, another one who's who's battled some injuries unfortunately not able to play but you've had two have been very involved in football Uh, what's that like for you having having sons and i know um hayden's still involved in the program as much as he can be but have one out there playing and another one who's who's helping you every day today it's got to be special but uh what what's that relationship like it's awesome you know it's it's 
you know, coach on the field, and, and, and that's hard. And, you know, they sometimes slip up and we'll say dad, but that's just natural, <laughs> yeah. right? But, you know, they're, they're really good at it, and they both understand it, you know. And, you know, I let our coaches coach our kids, and I don't really have any input on whether they play or they don't play. You know, if my kids are going to play, it's because they earned that playing time and they've done everything they needed to to, you know, to put themselves in that position. And, uh, you know, Hunter's done that. Unfortunately for Hayden, you know, with his injuries and things like that, I would love to see him come back, but, I mean, sometimes is it worth it with the injuries that you've had right now just to try to get him healthy? And, you know, we're still trying to do some things to get him back to normal as well. Just been a long process with him, and hopefully we get it figured out soon. But it's 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 fun, and, you know, they're good at not letting me know anything, you know. I mean, there's a lot of things that go on on a team, and, you know, it's just there's things. Sometimes I'll ask questions, and they'll say it's none of your business. Don't worry about it, and, you know, which is which is good, right, you know, because I always try to – Brian Prod, hey, what's this kid doing? What's this kid doing? And, you know, they're very good about being a good teammate and, and, you know, being there for their teammates as well. And if they need to step into a leadership role and say some things, they will. And uh, and I hope our kids understand it's not just coming from the coach's son. It's coming from a kid that truly cares about this game of football and, you know, really truly cares about this team, just wants what's best for this team. Well, if your boys are like most boys, probably a good thing you're not their position coach because they probably wouldn't listen to you anyway. It's coming better if it's coming from someone else. Exactly. <laughs> but, you know, they're both, I still tell them every once in a while little things here and there, and they kind of listen. I know, I know, I know, I know. Well, if you know, then no. They're, no, no, they're good kids, but they really do listen. And, you know, I'm, I'm so proud of both both of them, and I'm very fortunate to have two kids like I have. Tiger Talk brought to you by the Hayes Orthopedic Institute. Expertise, technology, compassion, all right here. That's Hayes Meds Orthopedic Institute, the official team physicians for four-day state athletics. We'll take our final break. We're going to preview Saturday night up in Kearney. Cope Family Stadium, Foster Field, four-day state Nebraska Kearney. We'll do that next as Tiger Talk continues from Big Smoke Barbecue on the Tiger Sports Network, built by PwC. People from all over are raving about the food at Big Smoke Barbecue in downtown Hayes. Brisket, chicken, pulled pork, ribs. It's all so good. And Big Smoke's own dry rub is what separates them from other barbecue places. Choose your own sauce. Kansas City, Memphis, Carolina, or Texas-style sauce. They're open for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Get in early. They do sell out. This is Philip Kuhn inviting you to dine with us. Big Smoke Barbecue at 8th and Main in downtown Hayes. It's just really good barbecue. You love living and working in Western Kansas, and so does the ever-growing team of specialists at Hayes Med. We take pride in helping people and communities thrive. Hayes Med is one of the best hospitals in America for patient experience and a top 20 rural hospital nationally. With our high patient satisfaction ratings and award-winning care, Hayes Med is your destination for rural health because here we specialize in you. Learn more at HayesMed.com. Vision, value, integrity. Being a part of a sports team means you are a part of something bigger than yourself. You are a member of a team. What you do on and off the field adds value. When you suit up and give it your all, you walk off that field with a sense of integrity. You see, many of the folks at Commercial Builders were athletes too, and they've built their company around those principles. Commercial Builders, vision, value, and integrity in your construction solutions. Picking out something to eat for supper does not need to be a family argument. I know, it's breaking news. When you pick the taco shop, everybody gets something they like. Like the specials, the soft taco $1.69, pork burrito $3.99, and the cheese quesadilla $3.49. The taco shop, you don't even have to load everybody up to go eat. Just order on the app. Come on down to the taco shop. You never had it. You never had it so good. Down to the taco shop. Tigers almost got to the last punt. Looks like they're going after this one. Williams back of the five. They block it. The punt is blocked. It's rolling in the end zone, and it's going to be picked up for a touchdown. Forney State picks it up. It's Mason Perez. The block punt turns into seven, and it's 20-9 Tigers with nine minutes to go until halftime. Yeah, Mason Perez, a big game on the defensive side of things and got his first career block punt and touchdown in the win, or the game against Missouri Southern. Tigers now on the road in Kearney taking on the Lopers. 
Um, obviously, I'm sure they uh, remember quite well what happened last year, a remarkable second half. You guys pulled off the, the big win, but a big challenge. They're 3-1. and one. Um, they're, they're playing some really good football. They're only lost to Pitt State in a last, basically last-second Hail Mary pass. But uh, big challenge up in Kearney on Saturday night. It is. You know, you're really watching. They probably should be sitting here 4-0 right now, but they are a very good football team. Um, defensively very solid up front on the D-line. And linebackers do a good job of, you know, getting to the ball, to the ball carrier, you know, during the run game. And their you know, secondary does a good job of getting their hands on receivers and not really giving any pass lanes. But they're very, very solid defensively and then offensively. Still got T.J. Davis. Um, I was hoping he graduated like two years ago, but you know he's back. I think this and is I think, it. Hopefully, <laughs> I hope he's just a junior. They have you know that's he, right. He's he only, with the he COVID really year, is just yeah. a junior, but uh, you know he, he's a tremendous player and he's got some guys around him that really you know make that offense go. Talk with Tyler a little bit about it. He's so such a hard player to prepare for, I would think, because he's a legit dual threat quarterback. Runs it well. The passing you can see every year gets a little bit better and a little bit better. Um, just the challenges of preparing for a guy like that this week. Just got to find a way to try to keep him in the pocket and not let him scramble. You know, you can't get out of your pass rush lanes and, and give him the opportunity to run, but he's going to find ways to get yards, and it's just – you know, don't get frustrated because you know some things are going to happen with him. He's going to make some plays, and that's just the way he is. I mean, he's just a very talented kid, and talented kids make things happen. And uh, you know, he's going to continue to make those plays. So hopefully we can contain him, keep him in the pocket, make him just throw it and, and not scramble around. Should be a lot of fun. Always is with the Tigers and Lopers get together. Should be a great atmosphere Saturday night. Coach, as always, we appreciate the time. Have a great week of practice, and we'll see you Saturday in Cardi. Thanks, Gerard. Head coach Chris Brown of the Fort A. State Tigers. Again, that'll be a 7 o'clock kick from Cope Family Stadium. We'll be on the air at 6 with the Auto World pregame show on the Tiger Sports Network and Tiger Radio Mix 103. Well, the barbecue has smelled so good today. We're going to enjoy it here a little bit. So if you haven't had a chance, maybe supper plans, give them a give them a holler. Big Smoke Barbecue at BigSmokeHaze.com. Uh, proud host of Tiger Talk, which is also brought to you by Golden Belt Bank of Hayes and Ellis. Adams Brown, the Taco Shop, BTI, and the Hayes Orthopedic Institute. We'll talk to you again next Monday at noon. Tiger Talk live from Big Smoke Barbecue and Hayes here on the Tiger Sports Network.